Hello, dear love. I'm so thankful that you are here. Welcome to this episode of Incandescence, which is not going to be like all the others. There's no meditation. I considered creating one because with all that we're going through, a lot of people need it, but I have over 300 free meditations already. Many of them can support you during this time. I will link to them in the show notes. This episode is in protest. Before I start this episode, I want to give you a, a, I suppose, trigger warning. If you have any young children that normally tune into my show, today is not the show for them. This episode is in protest. I will be sharing names and stories of black people in our country who have lost their lives unnecessarily and completely unfairly. I was listening to the Code Switch episode that aired on May 31st, so just a couple days ago on NPR, A Decade of Watching Black People Die, a really important listen. I will link to that in show notes as well. And in this, I heard one of the women reporting saying that when she was at a, a junior high school in 2015, an eighth grader asked her, why have white people been killing us since slavery and they're still killing us? The following is a very incomprehensive list. (sighs) The list is much longer. I will be sharing names and a few of them I'm sharing stories with as well. I recommend that we tune into our heart while we listen and find compassion, recognizing that these people are just as worthy of having a full, long, healthy life as any of us, but they didn't get to have it. The people on this list had their lives unnecessarily shortened. It's easy to turn a blind eye and to focus on only the good in the world, which I I really do try to do. But in doing my own personal work, I know that none of my growth ever comes from ignoring issues that I have within me. As you know, if you've been listening for a while, I live unmedicated with bipolar disorder, which is why going through this list and doing research was even more troubling for me as many of the people that I was reading about who were shot or killed when they were unarmed were also people with mental illness, often bipolar. And that's why the first one I want to start with is Michelle Cassot. I'm about to read an excerpt from a really important read on lithub.com forward slash mental dash illness dash is dash not dash a dash capital dash crime. I know that's long. The link is in the show notes, but the headline is mental illness is not a capital crime. And in this article, they share various people of color who lost their lives due to mental illness or who were injured or harmed due to mental illness and simply being of color. 
On August 14, 2014, just days after Michael Brown was killed in Ferguson, Missouri, Michelle Casso was at home in Phoenix, Arizona, fixing her door when a police officer, Percy Dupra, came to execute a pickup order to bring her to a mental health facility. When officers arrived at her home, Michelle spoke with them through the door and refused to leave her home or consent to their entry. She said she did not trust them and believed they would shoot her. Both Michelle and her mother told officers that she did not have a weapon in the house. According to the complaint filed in a civil suit by Michelle's mother, Fran Garrett, rather than give Michelle space and more response time, attempt to de-escalate the situation, engage in additional communication with Michelle in a calm manner in order to build trust or alleviate her fears, or seek the involvement of appropriately trained personnel. Dupre instructed an officer, Anderson, to pick the exterior lock door of Michelle's residence. When they entered, Officer Dupra saw Michelle standing near the door holding a hammer. Interpreting it to be a weapon, he shot her. He later said that something about the look in her face, eyes wide open, mouth wide open, she had that anger in her face that she was going to hit someone with that hammer, caused him to fear for his safety. Fran Garrett later questioned the officer's response. What did the police see when they pried open that door? A black woman? A lesbian? He said it was just a look on her face. What look would you have on your face if the police broke into your house? Could that have been the look of fear? I would have been in fear for my life too, especially if I already felt like they were going to kill me. Once again, perceptions of black women as quote-unquote deranged subjects prone to violence colored an officer's response to a black woman standing with a hammer with deadly results. I'm going to continue with more names. Alonzo Smith. Levante Biggs. Benny Lee Tignor. Michael Noel, Felix Kumi, Patterson Brown, India Kager. She was a Navy veteran, only 27 years old, with a four year old in her car. She was innocent and was shot 30 times by police officers on Virginia Beach. 30 times. Eric Garner, Janet Wilson, Tori Robinson, Seville Smith, John Crawford III. John Crawford was actually just 22 years old. He had been shopping in Walmart, buying a BB gun, and as he was walking around the store on his phone, holding a BB gun, Someone called 911 on him. Security footage shows that he never held the gun to anyone, and he was on his phone, and police officers never even tried to get his attention. They just shot him and killed him. Michael Brown. An unarmed 18-year-old black man was fatally shot by the 28-year-old white Ferguson police officer, Derek Wilson. 
Michael Brown was suspected of stealing a pack of cigars, and the officer fired 12 bullets in less than 90 seconds. And it's within that time, 90 seconds, that between the officer seeing Michael Brown and Michael Brown passing, all of that happened in just 90 seconds. For for being suspected of just stealing a pack of cigars. Keith Harrison McLeod, Alton Sterling, Kevin Hicks, Azel Fort. This is another one related to mental illness. He was unarmed, 25 years old, very well known by local officers for having mental illness. One witness said of the altercation, they laid him out and for whatever reason they shot him in the back, knowing Mentally, he has complications. Every officer in this area from Newton Division knows that, that this child has mental problems. The excessive force, there was no purpose for it. The multiple shootings in the back while he's laying down? No. Then, when mom comes, they don't try to console her. They pull out billy clubs. Quintonio Legrier Janet Wilson, Randy Nelson, Christopher Davis, Tanisha Anderson. On November 12, 2014, Tanisha Anderson died while suffering a mental break while in police custody. The two officers who responded that night reportedly took Anderson in front of her East Cleveland home and restrained her face down. She appeared to stop breathing and medical services didn't arrive for 45 minutes. Kai Gurley. Tamir Rice, we all know, just a 12-year-old boy who was holding a toy gun, was shot immediately as soon as the police officer arrived on the scene. A 12-year-old child. Remain Brisbane, Jeremy Reed, Kevin Hicks, Alton Sterling, Natasha McKenna. This is another one related to mental health. While she was in police custody, her mental health deteriorated. And because she had a previous assault charge against her, she was restrained with handcuffs, arms behind her back, her legs shackled, and a spit mask placed over her head. During a struggle that lasted over 45 minutes, McKenna, who was small, about 130 pounds and only 5'4", she was tasered 17 minutes into cell extraction. A sheriff's deputy used a stun gun to tase her four times because she wouldn't bend her knees to be put into a wheeled restraint chair. For some reason, they had called in a specialized team to address her and her condition, and this whole team was six members of the sheriff's emergency response team dressed in full-body biohazard suits and gas masks while she's suffering with mental illness. Shortly after being tased, McKenna suffered cardiac arrest, understandably, and lost consciousness. She was resuscitated on the way to the hospital, 
was placed on life support, but was determined brain dead and removed from life support five days after. She was announced dead on February 8th, 2015. Philip White, Eric Harris, Walter Scott, Maya Hall, a 27-year-old unarmed transgender black woman who was killed when she accidentally took the wrong turn and drove towards the NSA, which apparently is a very common thing. A lot of drivers end up accidentally driving towards the NSA. Uh, but with her, she was shot to death upon doing so. According to the Huff Post, with Matthew Ajibade in 2015, he had been in custody at a jail in Georgia, and a video showed that police officers had been using a stun gun on his groin while he was restrained in a chair. Again, this involves mental illness. He had been experiencing a bipolar episode when he was taken into custody. They handcuffed him to a chair and placed him in isolation where he was later found unresponsive. The coroner ruled the death as homicide due to blunt force trauma while in custody. Freddie Blue, Joseph Mann, Sandra Bland, Laquan McDonald, who was only 17 years old, and video footage shows that he was shot while walking away from police. Evidence was covered up by three different officers for months before video footage came forth showing this. Albert Joseph Davis, Michael Sabby, Christian Taylor, Tyree Crawford, <sighs> recently, Brianna Taylor, an EMS worker, just 26-year-old black woman, This happened in March. Louisville police had a search warrant, and they used a battering ram to crash into her apartment. And after a brief confrontation, they filed, fired several shots, striking her at least eight times. The police were investigating two men who they believed were selling drugs out of a house that was far from Miss Taylor's home. But they did have a warrant. The warrant said that they were allowed to enter the apartment without knocking and without identifying themselves, which they did not do. And so Brianna, fearing for her life, came out into the hall and was shot and killed. And now, George Floyd... You can see video footage of this. I'm not necessarily recommending it if you are really struggling emotionally. But if you're not, if you're not feeling affected by this, if you're thinking that this really isn't an issue because it doesn't apply to you, then I am recommending that you watch the footage. <laughs> We need, we need to respect all living beings. 
Black Lives Matter. We shouldn't even have to say that. Like, I hate saying the phrase because it's like, duh, of course they do. Why are we even saying this? Why is this even a thing? But if you have been turning a blind eye, which in many ways I have been guilty of, I've been thinking, I know this is happening, but what difference can I make? I'm realizing whether or not your audience is 10 people or 10 million. Speak to your audience. Tell them Black Lives Matter. As absurd as it is that we have to say it. Bring to light what has been swept under the rug. If anyone is listening who is a person of color, if you have affirmations you would like to record or to have me record if you're not comfortable, not everyone likes their voice recorded, (laughs) but if you want to have your voice recorded with affirmations, send me a message at Marissa Iman Music and Miracles on Instagram. I would love to have your voice on my show. I would turn it into one of these meditations that I do here. I'm appreciative to you if you're still listening, no matter who you are. I urge you to spend time perhaps refraining from posting about our regular daily lives on social media giving space for voices from people of color to speak up. I know I had to do some pruning on my feed and some widening as well. I'm going to end with lyrics from a song I wrote around the time I was experiencing mania uh, sometime around 2009. This is our time to rise up. Our generation must speak. Instead of planting seeds of hatred, let's cultivate peace. <laughs>